Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, whatever the case may be. Welcome to the 100,000th and 26th episode of Way Offsides. I just made that number up, but I didn't make up the name. It's Way Offsides, Way with Four A's. Um, before we jump into stuff today, and I'm, I mean, I think we just, there's so much to talk about. We're just going to jump in. I, you know, I think I want to apologize to everybody because it's kind of been a little wonky with our publishing times and I haven't been available the past couple of weeks. Personally, I was mourning the retirement of uh, Coach Saban uh, in my own way. Uh, and by that, I mean uh, sitting in my recliner crying, uh, shoving my face with uh, little Debbie oatmeal pies all day long. Uh, <laughs> well, we all we all know you're the one that holds it together. So, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and, okay. and you did. Um, you know, that you had little Debbie's and red man. So you had a good, one. yeah, man. Yeah. I sat in my yeah. Mercedes Benz in the driveway and just balled my eyes out. Look, what well, happened to your Ferrari? Oh, not, not yet. Maybe one day. Did it get repossessed again? Yeah. <laughs> maybe if this podcast kicks off. Uh, <laughs> no, but you know, we're, we're in, we're in, um, week three tomorrow will actually be the third week officially, uh, of Nick Saban retiring or announcing his retirement and uh um you know despite a mass exodus and losing a couple of guys uh in caleb downs and isaiah bond i, I think the program and boogie boarding well you know uh nick saban's daughter posted that video she's back on twitter by the way after a hiatus um and she posted it let it blow up and go viral and then posted hey that video is from 2018 uh, so after all these like major news outlets picked it up and stuff, that video is actually from 2018. That's but, hilarious. Um, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think Alabama's weathered the storm pretty well. Um, losing Caleb Downs is a big hit. Um, one that stinks, but, uh, outside of Caleb Downs, I don't really see anybody. Um, yeah. Is there anybody that you guys can think of that's an immediate, you know, it's just a huge loss outside of losing. I, that, I was upset by Isaiah Bond. Yeah, but do um, you know? To me, Isaiah Bond—he's he was a good receiver, but I mean, what? Honestly, other than the winning, other than Gravedigger, what? Other than that, other than that, what? Tell tell me what he did. Well, he did I make that like, Florida catch on. I yeah, think, and I just feel like Florida. you've got the, you know, and. I'm living in a nostalgic era from you, what, you know, days of yore where, where loyalty to a program mattered. Well, that that ended a long time ago. Yeah, and and, yeah. and you know, I just I was telling Chris a couple of weeks ago, had had Isaiah Bond stayed, graduated, he's always going to be in the A club. He's always going to be you know, for the rest of his life, an A-club hero in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. And yeah. now he's just going to be, oh, yeah, you're that guy that made that catch. <laughs> well, if that, because uh, I don't know if you've seen it on social media, but uh, Gump Twitter, as we like to call it, is is uh, there's an active campaign to erase Isaiah Bond from that play. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> in a funny, you know, it's tongue in cheek. I mean, Daniel Moore may not sell any prints of that now. <laughs> Seriously. He needs to just paint uh, Jalen Milrow catching his own pass. You'll see it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he can pull a, a Lamar Jackson. Um, but that was pretty slick, by the way. That was pretty slick. But, you know, one way to feel better about losing a guy like 
uh, Caleb Downs or Isaiah Bond is to hold on and reel in uh, who is now ESPN's number one wide receiving recruit in the country, Ryan Williams. Hollywood. Uh, Hollywood, who Auburn fans were just so sure they got. Uh, the problem Bond, that Auburn has, they didn't have anybody to throw it to him. Well, they didn't. We're going to talk about that. Hey, can I say something about You Ryan can't Williams. put a jugs machine in the middle of the game. Well, they have a four-star guy coming yeah. in named Walker, Walker White, not Walter White. Wa- uh, Walker White, and uh, he's 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 a top he was the top five quarterback in the twenty twenty four class. Can we can we talk about Ryan Williams for a minute? Yes, please. Um, yes, we need to. Do, and and give me your honest opinion. Do you think he ever really, in his mind, decommitted from Alabama? No, I don't think he did. Uh, I, I I think I think he, he did. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, because he. I mean, he said he did. Um, he's, he he did the that, public version of it. Yeah, but I don't know that in his heart he actually ever um, did. You know, because he, here's what happened. He he commits, and then you've got Nick Saban retires, then you've got all these other players in the spotlight decommitting. What's this player going to do? What's this one? Well, mm-hmm. he, quote, unquote, decommits, and what does it do? It puts him right back in the spotlight. Exactly. Yeah, it right. did. Um, he opened his recruiting back up. But I think he and and keep in mind this is a sixteen year old kid we're talking about. He doesn't Correct. turn seventeen for another week and a half. Oh, he's still sixteen. Yes. yes. Yeah. My this gracious. is why. That's why he can't sign until February ninth. Yep. Yeah. Right. Uh, because I, okay. I thought he, I thought it was. Mm-hmm. I thought that was because of the reclass. I didn't know he was only sixteen. <laughs> yeah, he's sixteen. But for him to you know he opened up his recruitment um, to other schools, but he stuck it out and. Um, let DeBoer put his staff together, um, you know, get to know these. He knew, uh, just like everybody else, as soon as they hired DeBoer and DeBoer hired Ryan Grubb, that this is the kind of offense that wide receivers are going to want to be a part of. Right. Assuming you have somebody that could throw to him. Now, I will say when Julian saying decommitted, I was kind of like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, well, but, you know, you know. <laughs> I think I think that was – that was DeBoer being honest with him and, and maybe telling him, you know, you don't fit my style of offense. Probably. You're probably right. But Ryan Williams uh, could easily be the catalyst to um, something big uh, at Alabama, maybe a dynasty 2.0 in Tuscaloosa. And I, and I know that maybe we shouldn't talk like that just yet, um, but Nick Saban instilled high expectations in the fan base. Uh, and that those, you know, sadly for Kalen DeBoer and his staff, those are going to remain in place. Well, you know, uh, Ryan Williams did make history again. Um, he he was he voted, did go ahead and tell him he 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 was voted um, Alabama's Mister Football for the second year in a row. He sure was. Uh, not he, only that, not only that, he when he tweeted that he was recommitted to Alabama, Kalen DeBoer retweeted it making it the first ever social media post by a uh, Alabama football head coach. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, that was that's kind of cool to see that. Uh, by the way, Twitter execs, if you're listening, uh, you guys need to hook my dude, Kalen, up with his uh, blue check mark and his Alabama A next to his name. Everybody else has it. Uh, you know, you guys are disrespecting our guy here. Um, but, you know, with, with Ryan Williams, DeBoer was able to keep a lot – if not all uh, uh, of the intended 2024 class that he wanted, I to keep. think only 
Yeah, I think only two guys uh, switched. Yeah, one of them being Julian Sayan, who I, right. I agree with Chris. I think Julian Sayan was told, hey, man, you're not going to fit this system down here, what we're trying to do. Um, I think Sayan would have fit a little better in Washington um, because of the size of, of Pac-12 guys. But I think DeBoer right. is looking for a, a bigger, more physical uh, – let's be honest, if Jalen Milrow is – develops his passing game he's the perfect prototypical quarterback for a Kayla DeBoer offense That's but right. absolutely <clears throat> and um, you know um a few years ago I was with some insiders and the statement was and this was when Jalen was an early enrollee mm-hmm. the statement was quote inside the building they're comparing him to a young Lamar Jackson I've heard that. Um, I, I, I mean, just wanted, in terms I of just wanted to throw us, it out there. In terms of getting us uh, deep into the postseason, uh, he's doing a great job uh, comparing to Lamar. Um, anyway, he's got <laughs> he's, a lot of development to go. Laugh, come on! Uh, hey, he's got a he's he's got some developing to go. He, he's got to learn no, the I intermediate and the screen pass. I, I agree, uh, and, and then we'll see if he gets there. Um, but I will say that Alabama has a true deep ball threat now, um, which we, I don't I don't feel like we've had that the past couple of years uh, since Jamison Williams uh, left. Uh, no. And so I, you know, um, and then on top of this, what I was going to say is there was another guy that stayed who, as of today, is the highest ranked DB that has ever committed to the University of Alabama in the 2024 class. Uh, uh, Jason uh, uh, Oh yeah, very close with Ryan Williams. I, I I think he played a pivotal role in getting Williams to remain on campus. Did he go to Thompson or Clay Chalkville? I can't remember. Either um, way, I watched him in a playoff game. He was a quarterback. He yeah. hasn't played DB. He hasn't played DB in about two years. But what he displayed in that game, the, the playoff yeah. game I watched, was extreme athleticism. It was clear right. of the twenty-two on the field, he was superior. Yeah. On on top of that, DeBoer has kept the uh, best lineman, defensive lineman in the state, um, uh, uh, committed to Alabama. He will uh, he will sign his NLI uh, in the fall, in the late fall, early winter. Um, but, yeah, I mean, DeBoer. Is that Dixon? I can't remember his name, man. Um, trying to keep up with who's going out, who's coming in, and starting to kind of make that swing from the 24 class to the 25 class. You know, I'm kind of right in that gray area. Right. But we're we, we're getting there. Um, I'll I want to say this about uh, Coach DeBoer. Um, so he hit the as soon as the, he could. You know, a lot of people were, were complaining. Well, why aren't the coaches on the road? Why aren't the coaches on the road? Yeah. Well, well at the time, <laughs> at that time, you only had Freddie Roach and Robert Gillespie as mm-hmm. employed coaches mm-hmm. for for that six eight days, and and they were taking people on the road going visiting. But as soon as the contracts were signed by the other gentlemen, they're on the road. Yeah. And, uh-huh, well, make grub. All of them. Are, yeah. Yeah. Coach DeBoer, went, he did a Southern swing down in Mobile, South Mississippi. And he what? And then he did a Northern swing, Birmingham region. And then he did a Montgomery region last weekend. Yeah. And yep. on all those recruiting visits, 
he stayed an extra afternoon and had a meeting with regional coaches. Exactly. I was going to make that point, Bill, um, is, you know, I've seen more posts of what we're starting to see a lot of 2025 guys. Hey, Alabama re-offered, Alabama re-offered. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of the posts that we're seeing on social media with Coach DeBoer is him with these high school coaches. Yep. Um, right. Building those relationships. He's he's about to host a coaching clinic in Tuscaloosa, which I think is a fantastic idea. Um, he's he's I, not the Husky Harson. No. That way. No, he's not. And not only that, um, the man has put together a staff that has ties in every part of the country. Yep. Every there's not an area in the United States where he doesn't have a coach who has some kind of connection um, to the high schools in those areas. That includes pipeline states like Florida and Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, uh, you know, the 2025 class will be interesting uh, if Alabama can get its NIL situation. Uh, yeah, NIL situation. I always get I always use NLI and NIL interchangeably, but if they can get their uh, NIL situation on par. Um, with with some other schools like Ohio State, um, then DeBoer, I'll be honest, guys, I don't know that I expect a huge drop-off uh, in in um, expectation for the Alabama Crimson Tide moving forward. I don't either. Uh, on three, had a projection of, you know, the final rankings of recruiting come out in 10 days. Mm-hmm. And on three projects that Alabama is number two behind Georgia. Right, which is insane it, when they just and it's it, it really is one A, one B when yeah. you look at the amount it's mm-hmm. it's such a hair's difference. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, everybody was freaking out, Coach Saban retired, and all these guys portal, portal, portal. And um Jimmy Stein over at on three and locked on Bama. He made the point of saying, all right, of the 28 guys that got in the portal, 20 were in the portal before coach Saban retired. Exactly. So, so it's not like you had, you know, coach Saban on Wednesday after the national championship games says I'm retiring and a, a quarter of his roster jumps. They had already been jumping. Yeah. And, and you know, really what you lost and, was depth. Um, yeah. You, you lost some depth, which I, I'm starting to see. Um, there's three or four three-star wide receivers that the board has offered. Um, and a lot of people are kind of freaking out about that. Why is he offering three-star guys? Well, first of all, Alabama's had a lot of successful players that came out of high school as three stars. And keep in mind, these are 2025 guys. They're probably going to move up to four and five stars at some point. Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Um, but Josh also, Jacobs was a two and a half, and then Alabama showed interest, and he got bumped to four. Exactly. But but also because you just brought in Ryan Williams, who you're going to have for three years. Um, there is a – I don't want to sound cocky here, but I think there's a very good chance that Alabama flipped Jamie French back over. Uh, it's well, very possible. Ryan Williams working on him. Exactly. Uh, but I, I, maybe we so need to bring the closer in. Oh, we're, we're about to get there. Um, you bring that guy and, and, in. So, what do you need at that point? You need depth at the wide receiver position. Right. Absolutely. There's two positions where Alabama's hurting in terms of depth, and that's at wide receiver and at DB. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a little bit of shallowness at linebacker. A little bit. But, you know, I, I think I, I, when this portal opens back up in April, 
there's there's probably the tampering tide's probably at work. Everybody else is doing it. Let's just be honest. I'm sure some phone calls have been made. Um, I feel really good about this Takario Davis kid out of Arizona making the jump uh, over to yeah. Alabama. Um, so that's going to help shore up the DB. I'll say this: got tons of five stars coming in. About linebacker, you know, we're used to looking at a three-four concept, and we're moving to this four-two-five mm-hmm. concept, which two of the outside two in the front four are really, you know, pass rusher Dallas sure. Turner types. Yeah, Keon Keeley is going to take over that role. Yeah, Quay and, and all. so so we're we're looking at. You know, where the depth chart has had a lot of guys in that middle three of the linebacker core, they're going to move to the outer two. Yeah. And they're not going to lose as far as skill and ability. They're just moving to a different. So, which is, if you got a minute, um, we're going to have to learn some new terminology. Sure. Yeah. So, what we're used to calling Will is going to be called Wolf. Mm -hmm. And, which is weak side linebacker, but that's going to be your pass rusher. Right. He's going to have a hand in the dirt. Right. You know, Lawrence Taylor type pass rusher. And then what we're used to calling as, as the left, as the other side, strong side D tackle, that's going to be called bandit. And it's going to be your main meat eaten pass rusher. And so for comparison, it would be Wolf will be a Derek Thomas type. Mm-hmm. Bandit will be a Cornelius Bennett type. Well, let's uh, so that's the goal there, but not with those players, <laughs> right? We're going to have to develop let's manage expectations want. here a little bit. <laughs> but, but, but you know, Cornelius Bennett was 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 a pass was not a pass rusher. Yeah, he was, I get he, was a, he shut down that outside edge on running and crushed the, the you know that side, the strong side, and then on the yeah. weak side, you'd have Derek Thomas just go in there and just you know, 27 sacks a day. Well, what what, and, what a lot of Mama fans don't realize is Kane Womack, everywhere he is coached on defense, he has had success with that that defense. So yeah, which not is great because that don't that was, don't don't downplay it to saying success. He he took bottom dwellers to top tier level. Yeah, right. we're talking we're talking national ranked defenses. Uh you know, we're yes. talking guys that are ranked in the top 20 up there with your Alabamas and Georgias and Michigan. His Indiana defense, you know, went from, you know, worst in the in the Big 10 to top 10 in the nation. And and he did, he did that in one season. <laughs> here's here's That's the right. thing. Here's the thing. If Alabama next season develops into a top five offense and they have a top 20 defense, it's going to be really hard to beat them. Very it's, hard to beat them. It's going to be fun to watch. It will be a lot and, of fun to watch. And this will be a defense that, you know, maybe, you know, for the system, it's basically a nickel defense that's designed right to, uh, for the hurry up, no huddle. Yeah. And so you've always got five defensive backs. And what we used to call star under Coach Saban is now going to be called Husky. Mm-hmm. And that is not from Washington. That's a Kane Womack phrase. From South Alabama. And yeah, it's it's him from South Alabama. And mm-hmm. and 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 his idea from what I read and heard was the guys that are quote the dogs on the defense, he gave them dog names. Wolf, Bandit, Husky. 
And and so the idea is in this four two five, you've got eleven guys on the field, and the defensive coordinator makes an adjustment, and nobody has to leave the field. They just readjust. So you can go from four two five to three three six, three three five, or or or, or two, whatever. Yeah. And 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 everybody knows exactly where they have to be, and and it beats that hurry up no huddle system because you don't have to always interchange right you, you guys you guys know what's going to really set the internet what's going to break the internet in a couple of months when alabama starts spring ball practice and that first image pops up of nick saban out there in that straw hat you'll see it spend a little bit of time with the dbs on his lunch break yep yeah that's going to set the internet on fire. Um, I, I wonder if he'll do it. Yeah, I, I think he will. He will. I, I think he will. I think he absolutely will. I don't think he's going to go out there and step on anybody's toes, but I think he's he'll at least go out there and observe. Well, he his most like, recent picture in a straw hat was playing at the Goat Invitational that Reggie Jackson hosted. <laughs> With Travis Scott and 50 Cent. Yeah. And Jack, I mean, Jack Nicholas, Reggie, Reggie Jackson, and Nick Saban. I was like the three best in the American three sports. Hilarious, man. It was oh, hilarious. Oh, it's crazy. And, but, and uh, Coach you know, Saban's out there just rocking. So I think, I think you know, for those of you who don't know, Nick Saban is still on as a advisor for the football program. He's still part of the university. He has an office over in Bryant-Tenney Stadium. Um, is, we're yet to see exactly, you know, how much time he's going to spend in Tuscaloosa. I'd imagine – um, especially as football season gets closer, you know, a little more time. But um, I definitely think that part of his responsibility probably is to help build Alabama's NIL to be competitive with everybody else's. Nick Saban has always <clears throat> been very vocal about how they're going to use NIL, how it's meant to be uh, in terms of, uh, <clears throat> you know, letting these players sell their name, image, and likeness as opposed to paying somebody for their uh, name, image, likeness to come to school there. Um, and it's kind of showing right now because really in the NIL game, as it currently stands today, Alabama is not hugely competitive. Um, you know, when we're talking about schools like Texas and Ohio state and Oregon, um, but yeah, I think regulations are coming. Um, and one indication. We talked about that, this, you know, uh, a couple of weeks ago when you were out Yeah, and, 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 and I said this a couple of weeks ago, I'll repeat it. And this is my theory. I have nothing to base this on. It's just a hypothesis. Yeah. It's a hypotenuse. It's it's the A squared plus B squared equals C squared hypotenuse that for the past five years, Coach Saban has said, we don't have a rule book. Yeah. And what we need is a rule book on NIL and Portal. And he said, you know, other leagues have a commissioner, and he he just drops that line every so often. Yeah, we need a we don't have a commissioner. We need a commissioner, and and Chris and I talked through this, and I think it's just me that he's going to be up there in his suite in Bryant Denny, and he is going to. I think what we're going to see is the the major college, you know. Pack the, the 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 power four, whatever it's going to be, break away from the NCAA because we're seeing the NCAA is ridiculous. Yeah, 
they're gonna, the, but those may they're gonna break away and form a college football alliance, like a semi-pro. And that foot, and they will have their own guidelines, their rules, and directions, and 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 how do you interpret the rules on NIL, the portal? They can make once they break off the NCAA, they can make their own portal rules. Hmm. And 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 I think Coach Saban, I don't think he'll be the next the commissioner of that league. I think he will be the one who designs it with the cooperation of the other conferences and then picks the commissioner. Well, it's, it's a, it's a very interesting idea. Um, I can immediately see some issues in terms of TV contracts and things like that. You know, the NCAA has all of that. And so but I don't know how really- everyone, every one of the TV networks would just say, you know what, we're going to go with the uh, new college football Alliance. See ya. Maybe, but I don't think so either, but I will say this, the, the NCAA, um, is, is now starting to, um, I don't know, uh, what am I, what am I trying to say here, gentlemen? Flex some muscle. Yes. There we go. Flex, flex some muscle in terms of NIL. Um, we've seen it with Florida and this, and the Rashada incident. And now um, at, at Florida of, State, now at Tennessee. Yep, and now today uh, at Tennessee. So my understanding of the situation is this: is that money was exchanged, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. Uh, the Hawaiian quarterback, Nico. Yeah, Nico. We'll just call him Nico. I don't want to slaughter his last name. Um, but uh, uh, money was exchanged in a total of around eight million dollars. Good night. Hmm. And that money was exchanged prior to him enrolling in the school at Tennessee. Um, um, and so the NCAA is investigating this. Of course, the University of Tennessee says that they're going to defend themselves fervently and um, all that fun legal jargon. But, uh, you know, um, the NCAA realizes that it has a very big problem on its hands. and Well, definitely. It's had a well, it's, big it's because they did nothing for the past four years. No, I, you know, we all understand that. Um, and, I, I'm just curious as to what they can do now. The damage, you know, the interesting like thing is what's interesting about Tennessee is at a at the base minimum coming out of the Pruitt era, Tennessee has a five year, you know, probationary problem right, that, they're yeah. the, that they're in the middle of, right. Pre Josh Heupel, pre Nico, mm-hmm. and so now the, it's like, oh, y'all kept doing some weird stuff that we didn't. It's it kind. It, of course, this won't happen, but it smells like the SMU. Hey, we told you guys to quit goofing off. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. Y'all kept. Yeah, but yeah. y'all kept but goofing right. off. I, I, here's 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 where I have a problem. How can you? T- with NIL being a thing and no guidelines in place by the NCAA, how can you go to a school and say, oh, well, you know, you, you messed up here, so now we're going to investigate you? Yeah, well, that's, it's that's, almost, that's, it's that's almost like the NCAA is saying, well, we, we didn't have any guidelines when this started, but here's a couple we kind of jumped in there and put in. And uh, y'all should have known that we were putting these in. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I, I just feel like... Um, like that's why I'm saying it feels like it's a little bit too late because I Tennessee's yeah. not the only program that's paid a kid while they're still no. in high school. 
Um, I'm certain Iowa. that every program. I'm certain Alabama and Georgia have done it. Yeah, it, it, here, here, at the end of the day, this is it. The NCAA allowed NIL to to, to happen, and basically, mm-hmm. if you ask me, it it really just killed the the integrity of college football. Well, it has. It's also killed the the fact that you, I mean. And this is going to sound trivial, but when you really think about it, you can't have a favorite player on your team anymore. No, because no. you you have no idea. You can't emotionally invest into a player because you have no idea what that. How many of us were just super psyched about Caleb Downs? If you'd have asked me last season, if well, Nick Saban's going to retire, is Caleb Downs going to leave? I would have said no, absolutely not. He seems like this is where he it, wants to be. This seems like where he wants to play. Yep. People started yep. flashing bags of money, and he was gone out the door. Um, this Caden is, Proctor right. the situation. I understand a little more, uh, just because I've, you know, I've heard he was really homesick. He had been thinking about it. He, he needs his girlfriend's back season. in Iowa. Yeah, a lot of and, things like that. Yeah. And his family's still back in Iowa. But you know, this reminds me of a Jerry Seinfeld joke from you know the eighties, nineties. You know, Jerry Seinfeld was a huge Mets fan, and he said. You know what I've realized is I'm not cheering for a team. I'm cheering for laundry. Sure. Yeah, because I mean, you, but that 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 brings me to the point I was going to make is part of this NIL thing that we've seen at Alabama is them profiting off of jersey sales. So you're telling yeah. me I need to go spend $120 on uh an Isaiah Bond jersey and then he's he gone. Leaves. That's it. And I can't. Wear I that saw a guy, He's a guy on Twitter Texas. posted what? that he ordered a he ordered an Isaiah Bond jersey mm-hmm. after the Auburn game, and it showed up. He finally got it after the national championship game when Isaiah Bond had left. Yeah, I saw somebody say the same thing about a Caleb Downs jersey, and that that like that's a shame. College football is not. There shouldn't be a free agency in college football. That that's no, not, and that's where it has to be a rule change. And the NCAA is too far down the road to retroactively, hey, we're going to change the rules. That's yeah. why I think we're going to see a new college football alliance emerge. That maybe I'm calling, the, I'm, the logistics I'm calling it an alliance. It'll be a league, whatever yeah. it is. The logistics and, that is is insane to, to try to and, think about. But, yeah. yeah. And, and, and then, you know, the major college football programs will not be NCAA regulated. But every other sport will be. Yeah, because I, dude, I, I just don't see because nil is one thing. Um, we all know the problems with nil, but there's a lot of other things that are going on because of nil. Tampering is a is a oh, is it's a horrible. You know, Caden Proctor interviewed uh, <laughs> after he transferred back to Oregon and was talking about how Oregon coaches were reaching out to him in the middle of Iowa. the season because Iowa. they heard or yeah, sorry, Iowa. I sorry, probably Oregon too. So, they but, said uh, he uh, said they called him after the uh, uh, Ole Miss game and said, "Just hang tough, dude." Yeah, that's that's tampering, man. Uh, you know, I, I'm yeah. sure George is doing it. I'm sure, I'm sure everybody's doing it. But they have to get a grip on those kind of things. If if that if there's a law, a bylaw regarding tampering, how do you enforce that? Um, on well, top of that, you know, this, this whole portal thing when it, when there's a coaching change, thirty days is way too long. Yeah, yeah. and and. How with with you've got two portals per year, plus if the coach leaves, you that 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 for that school it's a third portal, and yeah. and, and they and they again, have no pool to pull players from. 
again, you know, how do you change that? The NCAA has proven, well, we can't do it. We made our stand. And I think it really will become that conferences have to get out of the NCAA. Well, um, uh, th- or, that, or the NCAA grows a spine and says, we're going to do things differently. That, or is it possible for, well, I think that's the more probable, but is it possible? You know, I think we all see the landscape of college football changing and shifting rapidly to two mega conferences. I think that's what's coming. Right. It's very, it's very clear. It's, I mean, everything that's happening, you can infer what, what, what the future looks like. Yeah. Is it possible that those conferences regulate these things independently of the NCAA kind of like mm-hmm. what you're talking about combined or and have a know, commissioner mm-hmm. and they, they can regulate within themselves how recruiting works. Cause let's be honest, if we have uh, a mega sec conference and Alabama needs some guys, it's going to be very rare that they go outside of that conference to look for somebody. I mean, heck we all trade coaches like, uh, I mean, uh, like it's square dancing or something, you know? Um, but which is by the way, just completely off topic is another thing I'm really excited about with coach DeBoer bringing in this staff is this isn't the same old humbum DJ Durkin, you know, guys like that, that we've seen, you know, recycled through the sec over and over. Mm-hmm. And over. Um, I like the fresh blood. I, I, you know, I think it's good for recruiting. Um, but anyway, absolutely. Uh, uh, Chris and man. I talked about that a couple of weeks ago, and I think it was genius of, of Greg Byrne to go outside the Saban tree and the Alabama tree. Yeah, yeah, and I think – not think we, and, 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 and Hold your comment, please. I want to hear it. And, you know, when we got Mike Price way back when from Washington State, and that was a debacle. But that was where, you know, a guy didn't understand what he was walking into. Mm-hmm. And and times have changed with social media, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. But Kalen DeBoer um, is a great move. And, and 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 I told Chris, I said, I think it's like you've got a Ferrari in your garage. Mm-hmm. And you've been able to drive it and maximize it to X. And then you bring in another guy that says, you know, if you do this, you can make it go to Y. And I think, right. I think by burn going outside the tree, and you know, I don't think there was ever any doubt that Kalen DeBoer was his first choice. I think that's another topic we can hit later. But, yeah. but what he did was he went with fresh eyes on a great program, and and fresh eyes that are good eyes, and 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 you know. All right, so you're saying about, you know, going outside the system. All right, you know when Kalen DeBoer got off that airplane, he got off the airplane. His wife and children got off the airplane. Courtney Morgan got off the airplane. And Courtney Morgan was (laughs) right down the steps next to him. Rick Ross. And Courtney Morgan went over to the fence, and there was a current player, according to uh, Aaron Suttles, who said – and from he Aaron Suttles works for Yay Alabama. Well, he used to work for some media outlets. And um this current player goes up to Courtney Morgan. Hey man, how you doing? And he says, Man, aren't you from where are you from? He said, I'm from North Alabama. He said, Oh, you know Reggie Ragland? He said, Yeah, I know him real well. I call him all the time. 
Courtney Morgan pulls his phone out, FaceTimes Reggie Ragland, says, hey, man, look who I'm with. Look where I am. Hmm. Courtney Morgan, and I, I was thinking this. I may have talked about this in the fall, but I was thinking this in the fall for sure is with the way this NIL and portal stuff is going, college football programs have to move toward a GM mindset the way the pros do. Yeah. So yeah. so what does Kalen DeBoer do? He brings a GM. Well, yeah, they, and, and, and I don't think a lot of people really, and, and when I say people, I mean Bama fans, really understand what Courtney Morgan is capable of. Um, you no, know, no, no. I mean, if you follow college football as a whole, you are. Well, yeah, but but uh, I mean, you don't you don't realize. What we're still did. talking revolutionary. You know, yeah. he 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 was you know for he was at UCLA for a little while. Mm-hmm. He was director of play. Well, he left there and he co-founded a a company called Pure Influence Group. And basically, yeah. what they did, they took athletes, businesses, entertainers, and and they help them with the opportunities to increase the brand awareness, mm-hmm. their community imprint revenue. And then um, before he did that. And that trend, all those big words you just said, Chris, translate into three letters. N I L. Before he did that, he was, he was a over client development at Vanguard sports group. And, you know, he, he dealt with contract negotiations, marketing, PR, Mm-hmm. social media consulting brand strategy everything like that and and that's that's what nil is yeah and he now, played the game who's this guy that they just brought in from nc state uh director of recruiting um talking about that guy is Arius. the best i can tell about that guy is he is a uh a a, a young, young all right so Remember the days, this isn't too long ago, when you would have a director of of player personnel and yes. that you had you'd have a couple of guys on the staff would be director of personnel, director of player personnel. Mm-hmm. And one of them was working with high school coaches and talking to mamas and grandmamas. And the other guy was talking to recruits. Okay. And that's what I think it's kind of is that's that guy him, that's him and Morgan that him and Morgan and Jarrett Stidham, who are going to be working the whole. Yeah, I keep forgetting about you know, you know, all right. And this this hasn't been too long ago. It used to be that a tight ends coach had tight end slash recruiting coordinator in his title. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Billy Napier, when he was at Clemson, was tight end slash recruiting coordinator. Mm-hmm. And and it used to be that that was the way it was. You'd have a coach that was slash recruiting coordinator. Right. What we've getting what we're getting with this guy from NC State, Courtney Morgan, Jarrett Stidham, is we're getting a front office Wait, like the who, pros. Who, who is Jarrett Stidham? He was a quarterback uh, at Auburn. Not Jarrett Stidham. I'm talking sorry, Jarrett McElwain. You, you, are you talking? Okay, I was like, is he on our staff? Are we talking is about Jarrett, director is, of recruiting? Yeah, Jarrett McElwain. You, you, mean, you, mean, you, you mean Jatavis Sanders? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. 
I was like, oh, Sanders, McElwain. Oh, I remember oh, I'd forgotten about Jared Stidham. I didn't, but I didn't realize he was on our staff. Um, well, it sounds the just, same when you kind of went Jared. with it. Like, hey. I guess Bill knows something I don't. Hey, at least, at least we didn't make the hire that Auburn just made. Oh, man. Stone Cold Killer. Yeah, come on, man. Come on. I mean, I mean, think about it, you know. I mean, look, come on. It's, you got you got him and Freeze together. But I tell you what, Auburn's next on the chopping block when it comes to the NCAA. You just watch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just watch. It's coming. They're, they're not going to get in trouble for NIL. They're going to get in trouble for outside inducements. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it, it, the – the fact that they just signed this uh, wide receiving class like they did, uh, but they still don't have a quarterback. Something's it's there cracking um, me up. Oh, well, back, back to, no, I meant Jarrett. Uh, back, back to it's Jarrett McElwain, yeah. Courtney Morgan, and the guy Sanders from NC State. <clears throat> I, I think what Coach DeBoer is is developing is a, a pro, you know, a, a pro style front office that handles sure. personnel stuff no i agree and then and I, I don't i don't necessarily think he's completely done with his staff yet if you want me to be honest. no, uh, no, no and here no. here's why um uh, you know we all rag on kirby for the copy and paste of alabama um but one thing kirby's done or, or started doing that a lot of guys don't do is he has co-position or co-coordinators, right? And a lot of people yeah. are just, why, why does he need all these coordinators? Why? Because what he's doing is he's building sustainability for when guys take jobs somewhere That's else. It. There's somebody right there that, that can step That's in. That's right. There's no drop-off. And so I, I think we've already seen a co-head coach, you know, with the board. And we're, we're going to see some some more co-coordinators and things like that. And that's going to help there because a big problem Nick Saban had was retention of coordinators and, um, you know, trying to deal with that that turnover every season or every couple of seasons. He even said uh, in an interview um, with Reese Davis, like it got to be really hard to get the coordinators because they knew at some point he was going to leave. Um, and so I, I have a lot of confidence in this new approach. The only thing I'm hesitant about is that, and maybe I'm too old school in my thought process here, so feel free to chime in and correct me, is um, I don't think a team can be as dominant as we expect Alabama to continue to be without them being a defensive unit first. I agree with that. Yeah, and so I worry about that that defensive identity. Goes back to the old Bear Bryant maxim. Offense wins games, defense wins championships. Right, right. And, and, and that know. was a Nick Saban philosophy. And I think um, – so so I think we'll see that defense is very important for DeBoer. It's just not his specialty. So Kane Womack is defensive coordinator, and I forget what position he's going to handle. And uh, you've Chris, got, uh, isn't it DBs? Who are you talking about? Kane Woman? Yeah, yeah. Who, he's inside linebackers. Uh, Maybe I can't. Remember. You know, I had it pulled up, and then we—it's we, it's too much turnover, man. We, we <laughs> but then you've got all right. So you got Womack. You've got—I uh, don't even get me started. The guy from Buffalo is going to be uh, cornerbacks. The other guy, mm-hmm. I can't remember his name, Hitchler. He's going to be safeties or vice versa. And oh, yeah, Inge, yeah. William Inge, that is coming from Washington, he'll be inside linebackers, yeah. and Freddie Roach is going to be defensive tackles. 
Okay. Because the, so, the one area last year where Washington was really bad was in their secondary. Um, they had like the 102nd pass defense in the country at the end of the season. Uh, so, I, you know, but they also I, had a bunch of two stars playing there. That, that's true. Uh, that's true. And everybody was going crazy about Muhammad uh, Jabbar coming to Alabama. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I think, um, I, th- I think what we're going to see with from the projected coaching staff is, and, and, you know, yeah, two or three are coming from Washington, but Kane Womack has never been to Washington. He and DeBoer have been together at Indiana. And Womack is going to, um, he, he, this is going to be a cornerback strong uh, defense where the cornerbacks are going to be basically like, uh, fifth and sixth linebackers on the field. Well, yeah, yeah, and and you tack on the fact that Alabama just signed their best DB class of all time, which is is hard which to imagine, is crazy to imagine. But, yeah, but they did, and then they brought in and DeBoer Demani retained Jackson. them. Yeah, they brought in Damani Jackson. You've got that season leadership in Malachi Moore uh, still back there, which is huge. It's, it's, He's a coach invi- on the field. Yeah, it's invaluable this season uh, to to have him stick around. Um, you know, there's still a week and a couple of days left, but I don't foresee anybody else bouncing, right. a- anybody else leaving, knock on wood. Um, I-, I just don't see at this point why they would uh, with the classes and things like that. Um, so I- I'm-, I'm pretty confident that Alabama's going to field a top five team next year overall. Absolutely. Um, I- Absolutely. I am. Um, I, I, it's I going think, to be. It's it's an exciting era. Um, it, you know, it, it that, Bill. That's a great point because it it feels a lot like when Nick Saban came to town, especially with this Ryan Williams get. It feels there's that same electricity, um, and it's fun. It, it's you know I think we kind of got what used to Chris winning. and I talked about a couple weeks ago. I'm more excited about the change than I was sad about the change. Yeah, I know you're because right. you know right. when when. When Kalen DeBoer went to the press conference that Saturday a couple of weeks ago, they had his press conference, introductory press conference in the big north end zone room. And then he went downstairs. He took an elevator down to the bottom of the stadium. And I told Chris, I said, you know, neither of those rooms existed when Nick Saban took the job. Yeah. <laughs> so Coach Saban is, had left the left the place in such greater stability than he inherited. And and in most dynastic programs, the, 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 the leader coach that built the dynasty ends up leaving it worse. He hit it to the peak and then it dropped off. Right. And, and I came up with, you know, 15 or 16 programs that are like that. Um, you know, just just one in particular. Southern Cal. Yeah, definitely. Wins the championship in 0304, loses in 05 to Vince Young. And Southern Cal has been, quote, rebuilding since 04. Yeah. 20 yeah. years. Yeah, Tennessee's a great example. Florida State's a Ten- good example. Tennessee, Florida State, Florida, Miami. Yeah, Florida's a great example. Texas. At Mac Brown after the 09 uh, Alabama championship over Texas, they mm-hmm. they have been 
rebuilding since 09. Yeah. And all these programs, I mean, and then you look at Penn State, they've been rebuilding since 86. <laughs> and, well, they've, they've had a little trouble along the way, man. Yeah. I mean, so all these, you know, Virgi- you know, even you drop down a, 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 a tier, Virginia Tech, Frank Beamer had a great system going. <clears throat> and he retired, and it ain't been good for 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, look, and look. Coach Saban's leaving it in great condition, and I, I I think it's an exciting future. Um, I don't know how long Coach DeBoer will be there, uh, um, and I'm not worried. I'm, yeah, I'm uh, not worried about that um, because I think it's a different era completely from how we used to interpret coaching changes. No, you're absolutely right. Now, I will say today they announced um, that A-Day will be happening April 13th. I don't know about you, uh, but I plan on being there. I plan on being there to rep way off sides. Um, speaking of repping well, 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 how about how about, uh, how about you come here and we ride together? Uh, the, I'm, I'm cool with that, man. I'm going to go up there. I think I, I we should uh, get some I may, banners. I'm going to go over and see my mom, but um, yeah, that, definitely. That doesn't mean we can't ride together. That's you're right. Gonna, you're gonna drive over two hours. Why not? Okay, man, let's do it. Um, but well, Chris, you know what, uh, Chris, I'm halfway between uh, you and Michael's mom, so we could all just rep it Michael's together. Michael's mom has got it going. Not really. Michael's <laughs> mom. Michael's oh. grandma has passed away again. Come on, man. Yes, man, come on, <laughs> man. Come on. Um, Chris, anyway, tell them it's time for a selfless or selfish plug. Let's see it. Look, you can can find us on all social media platforms, even though we're not that active on Facebook, IG, or TikTok. Twitter's where it's at. Twitter, that's that's it. X, Twitter, whatever it is. Twitter's where it's at. We hot on Twitter, man. That's it. You you, heard it on the X. You got you got way offsides, Chris. Way offsides, Cotton. Way offsides, Bill. And what is way offsides, Jay Will? Is it Jay Will? Jay Will is joining us. It's Jay Will. Yeah, we got Jay Will with us. Jay Will, or uh, I.E. Jacob. Uh, Jacob, also known as the Prophet. That's it. Uh, That young man knows his stuff. He is a a re- recruiting covering extraordinaire. Uh, the guy knows kids' names from the twenty twenty eight class that Alabama's going to target. And I, I mean, yeah, I mean, he, I think there's you know, kids out there. There's, there's kids, kids there playing kids. Pop Warner football. Yeah, man. yeah. There's babies out there breastfeeding that Jacob's got his eye on. That's it. Yeah, like and he knows right there. That kid, that kid went from the hip to the otherwise. In a in a fast motion, he's like that. That's high twitch motion. He's, yeah, he's got be that cornerback. Yeah, yeah. Look at his hips. <laughs> that's it. That's it. But yeah, you can find us on on the social media platforms. But remember, that's way offside, spelled with four A's. You can email us at wayoffsides at gmail dot com, and we've got some. I guess I, I'm not going to call it news, but um, we we're working on it's news. It's news. We're, we're working on making it over to YouTube. Um, yes, sir, we are. still in the works. Yep. Hopefully it's we'll be there. I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping before A-Day. Yeah, we'll be up and running before A-Day. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, we're going to start working on some credentialing stuff next month. Um, and 
that way we can get a little inside access uh, during a day, hopefully. And if not, we'll hopefully have it by the start of the season uh, when Alabama plays Western Kentucky, I believe it is. Um, but I do want to encourage everybody listening. Um, a day typically is free um, admittance. Uh, there's 102,000 seats in that stadium, and if you can be there, we all need to be there to support not just this coach, but all these kids that did the right thing and stayed and honored their commitment to the University of Alabama. I plan on being there, and I'm seven hours away. And so <clears throat> um, definitely want to get you guys in there, and and we'll probably get to see uh, Roll Tide Willie. Roll Tide Willie. Man, you know, I, I know we had our – thoughts on him but you know this 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 guy has turned into the face of the athletic program he he has and and fans you know are kind of just uh, it's one of those again tongue-in-cheek things um we understand that he's embarrassing uh we understand that he's a bad look and alabama doesn't need it i've changed i've completely changed my i've completely changed my team but i I mean look at you know we let bill hang out with us and (laughs) you know he's kind of embarrassing yeah. So. Like, look at this. Look, let's listen. Roll Tide Willie locks down Ryan Williams, right? Best receiver in the 2024 class. Locks him down. Gets this guy to commit back to Alabama. The same day, Willie goes to Coleman Coliseum and leads the fighting Crimson Tide to a victory in the Iron Bowl of Basketball. That is right. Over Auburn. Uh, number eight ranked Auburn, who was undefeated in the SEC at the time. They no longer number eight, no more. Then number eight ranked Auburn had a Bama hangover and lost to Mississippi State. They did, and Alabama is now sitting solely at the top of the SEC and, basketball rankings. And you know uh, what? F them trees. <laughs> I don't care about Auburn. Their fans have disgusted me after Nick Saban retired. I have I agree with you? And you know what? Mm-hmm. Just, just, just like our our buddy Marquise Mays said, "F them trees, Mays boy, baby." If you don't follow Marquise Mays on Twitter, you need to. The guy is completely unhinged. Uh, You're missing a good time. Says whatever is on his mind, and it, it's uh, it's like PG thirteen Antonio Brown. That's it's great. It. That's uh, it. It's it's you know, it's just like but he is honey boo boo. You can't look away. Yeah. He's a gump through and through, though. I mean, yes. he bleeds Bama. That's right. And uh, absolutely love it. Uh, but the, be- uh, the best part about leading up to the Auburn game was when people would send him random pictures of trees. Oh, yeah. Like, say, Marquise, what do you think about this? F that tree. F that and tree. F that one here's a, pal- that here's one. a palm tree from Waikiki Beach. Yeah, F that one, too. <laughs> hey, I'm just going to go out here and put this out there. And maybe I shouldn't say it out loud, but the thought crossed my mind. Um, what are the chances that a pissed off Alabama fan thought that Caleb Downs was going to transfer to Georgia and poison that dog? Oh man, you're wrong. I mean, come on, man. If there's any fan base that's going to do something like no, that, it's Alabama. that dog. That dog has more protection than the president of the United States. Mm, not anymore because he's six feet down. Maybe well, that's why that maybe that's why former dog. I mean, I I hate to say that, but you know, is this is this some espionage play by T. Rob? Is that what's happening? Maybe, maybe <laughs> he's bringing them down from the from within. That's he's still on the road. He's still on that the is, road. I will say, I happen to I happen to have it on good information that that dog 
is is as well protected as any governor oh, in the country. Certainly. I will say, you know, um, it, it, it's 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 a dog, as some people would say, yeah. but uh, you know, hats hats off and hearts. Uh, hugging hearts for the Georgia fans. I get it. Uh, but, that's but a, you know, you know who I ain't I ain't worried about them people that had them trees poison. No, no, dang sure. right. No, no I, I, I'm done. You know, man, I, I hate to say it, but I'm I'm done with Auburn fans and the way they act. Those oh, it's, I see awful, awful, man. Auburn fans are like Texas fans. They wear their feelings on their sleeves, and oh, you can't insult us, or we'll go cry to the commissioner. You know. And, oh, and yeah. Texas, you know, did y'all see where Texas the complained BYU that BYU students were going to wear horns down T-shirts? Yeah, they did wear them. They made them take them off. Well, you know, well, wait till they come to the SEC. That's right. Yeah, I was in basketball, uh, Chris. Yeah, the, the student section at BYU, and then BYU beat the brakes off of them. And so, uh, well, I mean, come to the but, SEC. We don't, we don't play that crybaby mess here. I, and if we I, do, I'm ashamed. I mean, what you know, the you crap know, out of me. With Auburn fans, is that Alabama can't have anything. We come up with something, a saying, or uh, a thing on the field, whatever. Auburn has to copy it every time. Their fans, their team, their coach. Like it is, it, it, at least Kirby Smart doesn't try to hide it. Like he's like, hey, we're copying what Alabama did so that we can be successful too. Auburn steals it and then acts like they invented it. Oh, they did it with Georgia. The glory, glory to old Georgia. Yeah, man, it's Auburn. Auburn replicated that glory, glory to old Auburn. Let me ask you this: Who had who had two mascots first? Was it Alabama or was it Auburn? I, well, Alabama's only had one. You know what I'm talking about? The name difference, along with the right. mascot difference. Who did that first? Because even Auburn couldn't just let us have that either. No, I think Auburn had that I, because they're bipolar. I mean, they they <laughs> they were the Tigers, and then some. You know, Civil War veteran had a pet eagle. Yeah. And, and they go like, oh, oh, you know, whatever. Yeah. Man, and then long If y'all watch the guy on TikTok be the the college school mascot thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Pretty good. Um, um, yeah. I'll tell you this. Also, just a weekly reminder to any Barners that may be listening in for some reason. Um, it, it's not a flick to make fun of Alabama fans and call them rednecks because you live in the same state. Um, I, I, I don't, it's not, yeah, a flex, it's not a flex to talk about sleeping with your sister or your cousin. They're actually more rare than, than Alabama fans. Old Cal college, man. That's it. That's it. Eastern Georgia. That's my, yeah, that's exactly what. No, that's West Georgia, East Alabama. Something, right. wherever, you, know, you know, I'm not good with but, shapes. Yeah, whatever it is, they <laughs> they don't have any room to dog on anybody because of who uh, they are. Where does they, this? Where does their sense of like they live in Lee that, County? Seriously, they're not. They're this they, idea they're, that they're blue bloods and all. Where does that come from? Like, I don't understand. You know, it's an over overinflated ego based on dreams and aspirations, but. Lacking reality. Is that like the freshman you, who's just starting high school and walks you, with his chest puffed out because yeah, his you, brother's? The you know, I don't. I don't think they started acting football. that way until they got a Cracker Barrel in Opelika. Well, that changed everything because when they got that Cracker Barrel, they thought, "Oh my goodness, people will actually stop and visit." <laughs> 
Ryle's gonna be mad us talking about Lee County like this. Yeah, I didn't get over it. Yeah, he, probably, he don't care about he don't he don't care about that cow couch. Tell him to go burn some trees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got a guy on the inside down there in Lee County. And he he when he when you, when you, when you want to talk about effing them trees, he he's he's with Marquise Mays right that's there. What, that's what he does for a living, buddy. <laughs> Mind yourself. <laughs> yeah, y'all want to talk about trees? My boy got them. Go on and plant some more trees on Tumor's Corner and see what happens. There you go. Go on ahead. I'll roll up there in a backhoe, uproot them Hey, trees. Chris, didn't you have a, a, an interesting uh, <coughs> list you wanted us to work on tonight? Yeah, I did. We had homework. Yeah, let's work this quick. I yeah, have COVID, let's... and I'm ready for bed. Oh, here we go. He's got COVID again. He got the wrong twice, man. Two times. So, uh, twice this week. So we all had some homework. <laughs> I'm and a we human being. We've had like six months to work on it because we hadn't been around, but uh, we 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 picked our each one of us picked our all time what we think is the all time greatest Bama offense. And I didn't read the rules. <laughs> you did, um, and we will do a defense sorry. in a couple of weeks. Okay, Mika Fitzpatrick. That's my yeah. answer. Cornelius <laughs> Bennett, <laughs> Mark Barron. <laughs> Oh, CJ Mosley, Robert Lester, <laughs> Tony, Tony Brown. Oh man, <laughs> Tony Brown. I've been enjoying these threads of uh, he like be lying on me. Obscure Alabama players on eggs. Yeah. People, people are posting these threads. Kind of fun because there's tons of guys that you just forget about. Oh yeah. But anyway, yeah. all right, go ahead, Chris. So, uh, which which one of you guys want to start this? Um, I, don't have, I don't have my list in front of me. Um, well, you know, so you could just read mine off. Well, you know, um, I don't, I don't know. I guess I can find it. Um, well, why don't we do by position? Yeah, let's let's just, do that. Do, That'll work. Work. Let's Michael, round robin Michael, by how position. Do you, how do you not have your list in front of you? Um, I'm scared to click off of this. Oh, okay, I got it. Well, yeah. you know, you know, you know, I, I run this thing through my phone, and I'm clicking all over it. All right, man. Here we go. Here, you got here. better Wi-Fi. You know, I got you. If you need it, I got you right here. I'm in Florida, buddy. You know, you know, the, the offensive line messed me up because you know some of these guys move around so much. But yeah, let's just say tackle and guard. Then no left guard, right guard. <clears throat> All right. Well, well, let's let's go with our two guards. Um, Bill, okay. who did you have with your two guards? All right. So I picked just O line. Okay. And you could inter you could interchange my okay. Right, we'll just, I'll, I'll yeah, go we'll John just, Hanna at one guard. I had John and Hanna. um, but but John Hanna made his money at at tackle too. Um, so I go John Hanna and I should, I got to look back at my list because I'm remembering centers and tackles more than I am you, guards. You, and Jared Stidham. I think you had uh, I don't know who you had. I'll tell you. And it's, hold on. Here I am. Um, all right. At all right. I had. You guys are horrible at making notes. I had John Hanna and this Barrett is why, Jones. This is why we will never succeed. Guys. I, I I put Barrett Jones at guard because of who I chose at center. Well, I okay at, right. at guard. I had John Hanna and how about this one, Anthony Steen. 
Oh, you forgot about Anthony Steen. Didn't I did you? not. He was a road grader. Yes, he was. With him. Um, I had to put Barrett Jones in because he played all all all, all five positions. Right. I, I, I had class with Anthony Steen. Yeah. Michael, you had a Barrett. Really cool. You had Chance Warmack and John Hanna. I did. I did. So yeah, we're that all that ain't wrong on John Hanna there. So yeah. good. what about center? I I I, 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 I had I had Barrett Jones. Barrett Jones. Yeah. Um, Dwight Stevenson. Nah. And y'all, y'all are probably too young to remember, but Dwight Stevenson oh, was the man. He, yeah, he he played. He he was on the eighteen twenty one team. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> he played for the Dolphins quite a while. When I lived in South Florida, his construction company offices yeah. were on my way to work between my house and work. And um, but Dwight Stevenson was one of those. He was one of those guys when you would see him play, you'd go, I didn't know a center could pull. Yeah. He was a he was one of them dudes out there when they greased the rails at Auburn. That's right. Dude was Dwight Stevenson he all right, so you had uh before him at center was Sylvester Groom. And mm-hmm. Sylvester Groom was a heck of a center, but Dwight Stevenson took from A and went to, you know, way up. So that was my center. Well all right, what do y'all got to tackle? Man, I had DJ Fluker and Chris Samuels. I, I, put, I got Chris Samuels and Andre Smith. I, that's funny. I, I put DJ Fluker and Andre Smith. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and, and I had I, I could leave out Chris Samuels because he's blocking for he was blocking for one of my running backs. I, I did have you, know, you did have K, but you just you you said JK. I did say JK. Being serious. All right. So, all right. I'll how, about, how about yeah. this? Who, who, who did you guys have at tight end? Ozzie Newsom. I had Ozzie Newsom. I put OJ Howard, and then I didn't read the rules, so I put a secondary player at each position, and I put Ozzie Newsom as my. You did good. It, it's okay. You well, read the rules. you know what, Ozzie, and you aren't wrong with OJ, but Ozzie, in an era when they didn't throw the ball, that's right. Mm-hmm. Was a college Hall of Famer and now a pro Hall of Famer, so there's no way to leave Ozzy off that list. I mean, sure, yeah, absolutely. And you uh, ain't wrong for OJ because OJ in his era was pretty darn awesome. Yeah, he was. Right. Yeah, in terms of like a catching tight end, definitely OJ. Well, let me let me ask you guys this. Um, moving along, uh, four wide receivers. I'm going to tell you who I pick. Go ahead. Um, yeah, do it. Of course, Devonte Smith. Yes. Uh, Amari yep. Cooper. Okay. Great pick. Jerry Judy. Oh. And here's one, you, wrong. here's one you don't think about. DJ Hall. I love DJ Hall. Him and you know, he was too. awesome. I remember a game, and it was either him or Keith Brown, but they got knocked out cold on a touchdown catch in the end zone. Yep. Uh, I can't yep. remember what it was. but um, All right, so for me, I've, I've got Julio Jones. That's right. Devon, Devonte Smith, mm-hmm. uh, Amari Cooper. Yep. Uh, and then um, uh, Jalen Waddle. I think if Jalen Waddle had did stayed not healthy, hurt, he would have man, been yeah, better on that team. Well, and I had to go a little weird on y'all. All right, Devonte Smith, Julio Jones, Jerry Judy, and we're talking about when it, it all three of those names. There were three other guys on the roster that were. Fantastic. And mm-hmm. so that's my all right, Devontae, Julio, Jerry Judy. And then 
for my fourth wide receiver, I had to break the rules and split it with Don Hudson Ray and Park. Ray Perkins. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. Because, uh, all right, Don Hudson, no, nobody will, and I wasn't alive back then. You won't believe it, but I wasn't alive back then. But Don Hudson revolutionized the forward pass in college football and then in pro football. Uh-huh. And then Ray Perkins, uh, in a, again, in an era when they weren't throwing the ball, was breaking records as all t- as yardage and touchdown reception. So I had to yeah. throw those old-timers back in. Gotcha. Okay. I uh, actually put Amari Cooper as a backup twice on there just to pay some respect to him. Because he was darn good. Yeah. All right. So, running back, I think we're probably all going to be in agreement. I, I don't. I don't think we will be. Okay. For my running back one, I put. Uh, I put uh, Derrick Henry. Uh, I got Derrick Henry. I got Derrick Henry. All right. Who's your number two running back? Mine is Sean Alexander. That is my number two, Sean Alexander. Wow, twinsies with. Well, I had to pick. I had to go with Bobby Humphrey. He was one of my favorite. That's okay. He was fantastic. So was Paul Washington <laughs> Ruth, but he wasn't Sean was Alexander. You're no, right. No, but... no, no disrespect to Mark Ingram. Um, Mark no, and and, 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 no, and no, 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 Trent no. Richardson and 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 um, uh, and, um, and Najee Harris. And we there's been some fantastic running backs. Yeah, we, we, there has been. I mean, um, we, and ain't none of us mentioned John Musso. <laughs> Yeah, we have. That's 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 a good point. Um, yeah, you're right. Uh, Prince Wembley. Oh, Ooh. Prince! Prince was a man. That guy was quick. Yeah, yeah. Cool. He, he, his his hip twitch was like Barry Sanders. Yeah, he could was, make a he he could make a guy get embarrassed trying to tackle him. All right. Well, here we go. You know, you you bring up Prince Wembley. Now let's see. Just. Just, just what you guys, how your history is. Um, what number did he wear? Was it thirty-eight? Mm. Come on, guys. Bobby Humphrey wore twenty-six, and I was gonna say Prince wore something like that too. Maybe uh, twenty-seven. Hmm. I can't remember, man. Just help me. Really? Out. Yeah. Got, he wore. 32. He wore thirty-two, man. Yep. Yeah, okay. No. Sean wore 37. <clears throat> you know, I seen I got to see I seen him several years ago at a at a um at a little festival in Baldwin County. And I'm gonna tell you the guy's in still in good shape. I believe you. I got one for you guys. Come on. What what number? <laughs> it's a trick question. What number did Derrick Henry wear at Alabama? Well, that's first a, he wore twenty-seven, <laughs> and then he switched to two. That's he right. Got, he, was, he was on top of it. Good job, yep. Bill. Yep. You get a, Look, guys, <clears throat> there ain't been a bigger Derrick Henry fan than me. All right. Well, what, what, what number is he wearing Tennessee right now? Uh, twenty-two. There you go. Yep. Bingo. You know, I think yep. this is where we're going to run into some controversy on this next one. Is it? <sighs> yeah, I think so. I think so uh, because I know what. You're you don't know what I'm mean, right. so. All right. Where are we on the quarterbacks? All right, Bill, you go first. Bill, you go. Uh, you know, it recency bias gets in your head. Sure. And, you know, 
uh, there's too many good recency biased quarterbacks, and I've got to go with Bryce Young. Got it. Okay. And, and, but you, and you think and I, you you you're naming Bryce Young to your all time offense at Bama. My, well, and, I'm, and think about what I just did. I put a running back, a quarterback, and a receiver that all won Heisman trophies. Okay, I, I see. So there's a there's and a and Bryce Br- Bryce was pretty amazing. And, yeah, I don't want to say and, anything. And I'm not, and that's not a a diss at any other quarterback that I can think of. Could you imagine Other than Freddie throwing, Kitchens and David Smith. Could you imagine him throwing a Amari Cooper, Julio Jones, Devontae Smith, and Jalen Waddle? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, it, it, oh, my it, gosh. With and, with the, and, and with the offensive line we just named? Come on. Come on. I put with John – I heard, I heard a, uh, there was a guy that in the pros did an interview about playing against John Hanna, and he said the guy growled like a tiger – like a wild animal when he'd come out of the huddle. And he said, and I've, he said, I've got to go against that. He said, and all I could do was try to keep my, my body away from his hands. Cause I knew if his John Hanna got my, his hands on me, I was going down. Said he snorted and grunted when he came out of the huddle. Yeah. Can you imagine I, I, that protecting your backside? I do that too, but it's it's mostly just rabies. <laughs> it's mostly yeah. because I'm out of shape and trying to stay in it's, it's it's Lyme disease. <laughs> yeah, for real. Seriously, good boy. But I mean, John Hanna. I mean, if you had a guy like John Hanna and Dwight Stevenson on your line for Bryce Young, oh my okay. goodness. With saying that, um, my 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 answer may surprise some people, but my number one guy is going to be Mac Jones. Um, <laughs> I, I, I got no again, ain't no wrong with that. I feel like um I feel like Alabama has performed at their best with a pure pocket passing quarterback and Mac Jones was extremely efficient. And yeah, it may have been the receivers he had, but um but he, I will say he put I the have, ball in their hands. He did. Yeah. I have a healthy health keyword being healthy to uh as a backup. So is is Matt gonna get uh Released by the Patriots, probably. Yeah, most likely, and he'll go somewhere and be amazing. A lot. Yep. Yeah. So, you guys know how I feel about certain quarterbacks. I know from Mobile County. I, I've been very vocal. I've been vocal over the years about Mr. Jake Coker. He's got he's got Jake Coker underwears. He ain't nothing but a winner. I, that's all he's ever been. That's right. I mean, he sounds just like Elvis. That's right. That's right. But you know, I, I had to uh, do a 180 here. Um, this kid's got three rings at Bama, and he won two as a starter. And I had to go with McCarron. Oh wow! And, man. and you didn't go wrong with that one. Wow, I wasn't expecting that. That's you good. was expecting Coker. <laughs> I wasn't expecting. That. Is Coker your backup? No, I didn't have a backup. If I had to go with a backup, I'd, I'd go with Mac Jones. That's fair. That's fair. And, you know, AJ, was, I, I was torn between Bryce and AJ, to be honest, because just, I mean, as a starter in regular season, what, he lost two games? Hey, I mean, yeah, I mean, he lost at Auburn in 13, and he lost one in – he lost to uh, A and M in twelve. Was was he not? No, Greg McElroy was still the starting quarterback in twenty ten. Right? He was. He was correct. All right. 
And then tw- so AJ, AJ, man, oh yeah, so AJ won 11, 12, those national championships. Yep. So he lost to LSU in 11, right. Uh, right. to A&M in 12, and Auburn in th- he lost three games as a starting quarterback in the regular season. That's right. Incredible. And and yeah. nobody will ever forget the the that Notre Thank Dame you. game when Barrett Jones and him were arguing on the field. I thought you were going to talk about the time Nick Saban spanked him on the sideline. No, that's when he went up. No, the time that was when he was backing up backing up Greg in the twenty ten. Yeah, but, I uh, think it was. It, it was in the twenty twelve national championship game, and Barrett is arguing with him about the coverage. And he yeah. runs up and spanks Barrett on the butt. I remember, I, you know, I don't mean any disrespect to AJ McCarron, uh, but I think it's easy to forget about him because of the slew of quarterbacks that came it a is. couple of years after him. After you know, oh, after, oh absolutely. Uh, and 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 you know, we we we're looking at the Saban era quarterbacks. Bear had some darn good quarterbacks, right? You're and there was there were some decent quarterbacks between then and there. But none of them were the the caliber <laughs> of winner. As far as you know, Bear and pre Saban, they were they were more game manager than they were quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. except for Andrew Zell. But Andrew Zell was fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, Freddie Kitchens was frustrating. Um, you know, David Smith is a, is an SEC ref now, and he, he was. It, it, I, the only reason I know he was a starter for Alabama is because when he's refereeing the game, they'll say former Alabama quarterback. Yeah. You know, yeah. but, uh, absolutely. You know, but, you uh-huh. know, Richard Todd back in the seventies was a prolific passer and quarterback. Um, but no, you know, we didn't even go into the Namath era and the Stabler era. No, there's a lot of, We've been blessed with a lot of talent. That's right. And I, and I do think, I do think as far as quarterbacking ability goes, the guys we've listed, AJ, Mac, and Bryce, and Tua, and, and, and Jalen. I mean, we're talking about guys that made – I forgot about Jalen. Those old guys who are great, <laughs> their, 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 their abilities surpassed greatly. Right. All right, well, guys, um, we are we've been going for a while. Yeah, we have. I'm starting to lose my voice. Uh, so, Chris, can you take us out? Tonight? I will take us out. Um, we appreciate you listening. Um, hopefully, we won't take another two week hiatus. We will not. Maybe, maybe, maybe life won't won't keep us away. But um, until we get to talk to you guys next time, remember to uh, read your Bibles and roll tide. Roll tight, gentlemen. Rolleth.